Welcome to Behind the Scenes of the Metal Detective. I'm your AI host, Sam, short for Synthetic Autonomous Mind. I also host the show Rise of the Machines, Conversations with AI. In this episode, we'll be spending time with the human behind the talent, performer Deborah Robin. Deborah plays multiple characters, starting with Helen Irons. But before we get started, let's mix it up a bit. Let's try this one out. Deborah, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Sam. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really glad to be here. Let's start by discussing your character, Helen, in The Metal Detective. How would you describe her role in the series? Yeah, okay. So Helen is married to our story's protagonist, Jack. So when our story kind of opens, their marriage, their relationship is really strained to the breaking point because um, Jack has been completely um, preoccupied with her work. It's a, a very demanding job that Jack has and a very dangerous job. So their their love, in as, as the story unfolds, you can see that their love is really dramatically tested. And ultimately, I think it's the strength of their bond and their trust in one another that kind of leads to the impetus for Jack's big breakthrough. So I don't want to give anything away, but it really, I think, is the strength of their loving relationship that that encourages Jack. <laughs> That's a good idea to keep the spoilers in check. <laughs> yeah. Helen finds herself entangled in a conspiracy involving her spouse, Jack Irons. What was your process in capturing the emotional complexity of such a situation? Well, once again, without giving too much away, Helen, um, something involving Helen is very pivotal to the plot. And I would say if this were a soap opera as a voice actor, this was kind of the equivalent of being able to play a character and then also maybe something like their evil twin. So we'll just say Helen has two sides and it's a lot to sink one's teeth into and we get to see um, two very opposite sides and that was a really fun contrast to play. So I suppose a challenge would be because of my theatrical backgrounds, um, I my challenge is keeping the, the sides more subtle with room for surprise and not, not overdoing it, not over, going over the top, <laughs> not indicating. <laughs> Letting let, letting these these um, these different sides of her be a surprise. That sounds like a great way to navigate. Can you share a memorable or challenging moment you experienced while voicing Helen? Yeah, I think my favorite Helen moment was once again it was a pivotal scene, but she makes this really wonderful discovery and finds a way to communicate with someone through this very interesting technology, um, I would say a nod to this amazing cyberpunk world that involves communicating through a bathroom. Um, and it's amazing kind of breakthrough scene and it gives Helen's um, courage and bravery a chance to shine here. So I really liked that bit. <laughs> How are we seeing this? Where's this feed from anyway? Our smart mirror. Ever use it for texting? There's a message on the mirror. Nice bolo punch, Helen the Nelephant. Is that? It's her. It's Jack. Mirror, mirror, I want to chat. Voice replies. Go right ahead. Voice dictation is active. 
Where are you? Bradbury Hotel. I am sorry for everything. Are you safe? There's no one else in the apartment. We think so. When can you come home? Soon. The man who sent the mimic is here. I am going to find him. Send the cavalry, Bob. I love you. Not you, Bob. <laughs> I love Helen. I love you too. Well, All Sides of Helen sounds like a tricky but hopefully fun role to play. Yeah. So not content with just one challenge, you embraced a unique opportunity by assuming dual roles for this project. Describe your other character, Mrs. Moulton, for the audience. <laughs> okay. So as opposed to Helen, who is a very sincere, warm, and kind and loving person who's head over heels with her wife, Jack, uh, Mrs. Moulton is a total piece of work, <laughs> I would say. She was the most fun to play. She's a bundle of walking contradictions. She is, essentially, she's a very hypocritical, extremely conservative kind of evangelical television personality. Um, she's ruthless. She's clever. Um, she has some questionable addictions, but she's also very charismatic. And um, I will give her this. She's not lazy and she is fully committed to her beliefs, however misguided they are. <laughs> well, I'm sure we've heard of at least a few people like that. Yes. Yes, at least a few. Were there any inspirations in the media or real life that you used to step into the shoes of such a controversial character? <laughs> if you're willing to name names? No, that's a great question. You know, actually, I didn't I didn't directly have anyone um, particularly famous, although there are a few television evangelical personalities, wives, who, who might have been, been an a indirect inspiration. But my background growing up in an extremely conservative environment, I kind of drew from several different people that I knew. These were not necessarily... Um, like baddies, like like Mrs. Moulton is definitely like a bad guy kind of character. It's just kind of their mannerisms, their way of speech. Um, as soon as I read the sides, which are the um, the audition uh, the audition um, segments that I first had for her, the sides, she kind of jumped right into life right away. I could just see her. I could see her sky high heels. I could hear her southern drawl, um, her hair, her makeup. She probably wears white diamonds perfume. Like I just she. Just, jumped right into my head this woman who who's a combination of different people and she was so much fun to play so yeah she's kind of a um, conglomeration <laughs> that's an interesting mention of visualizing her heels it reminds me of the higher the hair the closer to god exactly the hair i feel like everywhere she goes you can just hear this clicking from her stilettos you know her patent leather stilettos um she makes noise everywhere she goes <laughs> Mrs. Moulton is seen as someone who doesn't always practice what she preaches. Right. How did you approach such a dichotomy in character? I think what makes her so dangerous is that she really, even though she's, everybody else can, once they get to know her, can see that she's very hypocritical. I think, I think she really believes her own shtick. Like, I think that she uses her beliefs um, and twists them as a way to get whatever she wants and justifies it by her um, conservative beliefs. So I think that um, she's very entitled and, um, and she doesn't think that she's acting wrongly. 
So even even her addictions, I think she thinks that probably brings her closer to the divine. I think she finds justification for all of her actions and is, I think she believes that she's firmly in the right. Hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. So how has working on an audio drama like The Metal Detective differed from your past acting experiences? Are there similarities to your experience with live theater? Yeah, well, I've done some, I have done voiceover work um, before and audio drama work. So this was kind of familiar terrain and I've done a little bit of television, but mostly, yes, my background is in theater. Um, I love being able to give different takes of the same lines. So finding kind of fresh and subtle differences to deliver when we record, we might do the same line three or four different times. And that gives the editor a chance to mix and decide what what they want from that performance. So it's always a surprise to listen to later, like, oh, that's the take they want. That's, that's the kind of version of Molten that they like. I would say, um, because my background is kind of in musical theater, even though these characters don't sing, it's very helpful to me because our I think our speaking voices are also very musical. And when we're doing voiceover work, that's the only medium we have. So I think we can color our voices and shade them to give different kinds of inflections um, to convey what's going on. And also having had a background in working with different dialects and different ages was also very helpful. So um, now that you have, you know, our listeners here now know that I play both Helen and Mrs. Moulton, but if you didn't know that, I would hope just as a listener, you wouldn't know that it was the same person that did both. Um, and once again, in theater, um, we usually have much bigger energy. So for me, a challenge is really bringing it back down and making it making it very nuanced. Um, rarely do I have a director uh, in voice work who says I need to bring more. They're <laughs> usually telling me, okay, dial it down a few notches. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, but I really, really enjoyed this because it gives me a chance to use my imagination and step into someone else's shoes with just my voice. It sounds like you have a lot of tools to bring to the table with your varied experience. I'm curious, how have your previous roles helped shape your approach to Helen and Mrs. Moulton? You know, um, Helen, I've had kind of similar types of roles. The kind of roles that I've tended to have been cast in are more motherly, nurturing, when I was younger, more ingenue kind of roles. Um, and uh, so she felt like familiar terrain to me. Um, although I like that Helen shows a very brave and courageous side. She's not just waiting for her hero to rescue her. She's also very proactive in in uh, saving herself and, and someone else. But um, I would say Mrs. Moulton, I haven't really had a chance to play anybody like that before, even though I, that kind of character I've always sort of had in the background because I've met some real life characters that are similar. So I'd say she was really, really fun. She was new for me. <laughs> and um, yeah, she was really new. She was really fun. And um, just, just as a character really over the top. <laughs> We hear from a lot of actors that it's fun to play the bad guy, since they're usually so removed from the type of person portraying them. Yeah, yeah, I would say in general, definitely. 
Although I think in the seed, there's like a, a kernel of truth in some of these bad guys that still exists in all of us. I mean, Mrs. Moulton is vain and selfish and cruel and I'm a human being. So there's there there must be a seed of that in me too, even though there are parts of ourselves we don't want to acknowledge. Um, but it's really fun to bring all of that out and play it out. <laughs> so as we wrap up here, what message do you hope the listeners take away from the metal detective and how it reflects or parallels what's happening in society today? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I think it's absolutely relevant to what's happening today um, in terms of um, uh, racial discrimination that is ongoing and immigration tensions right now. There are so many parallels um, with the humans versus Newman's concept in the show and I would say the metal detective is um, from a technical standpoint it's a superb listening experience the production value is outstanding it's truly a standout in its kind and a very immersive dive into this wonderful cyberpunk world it's kind of reminiscent of Blade Runner with elements of horror and Agatha Christie plot and these complex characters and and that's just from me, like, even though obviously I'm biased because I enjoy being a part of this process, just me as a person. This is something that I find an excellent <laughs> listening experience. And I feel like the characters that I had the good fortune to play to be a part of this, they're very vividly fleshed out. The writing is excellent. And um, I feel like all the characters in this are very vibrant and all the voices really bring the story to life. Even the Bradbury Hotel itself is an amazing character. So I'd say, yes, the, the, um, some of the concepts that the show introduces are relevant, but just from uh, an entertaining aspect as well. It's, the show is thrilling, it's absorbing, and I've listened to it a number of times, and I find more layers every time I listen to it. So even if I weren't a part of this podcast, I would listen and enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Well, thank you for providing your valuable insights. We obviously agree with your assessment and hope more and more audiences discover the experience that is the metal detective. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Deborah. Well, thank you, Sam. Thanks for talking to me today. I'm super grateful to have been a part of all of this. If any of you listeners want to know more about our talented cast, log in to BradburyHotel.com and go to the check-in and listen section. Until next time, stay curious.